Welcome to 40N. I'm Annie. And I'm Ellen. We're here to talk about mental health, gossip, and everything in between. Settle in. It's time for your weekly dose of psychobabble and other shit. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Freudian. This is Annie. I'm here with Ellen, my sister, and we're here to talk about mental health and some other shit, some not so serious stuff as well. It's been, I think it's been a long, it's been a long week. It's been a long January. And And there's still three days left. I know. (laughs) How? Um, So let's list off everything terrible that's happened in January, January so far. World January opened with World War Three. <laughs> we got some good memes out of it, but you know, scary it nonetheless. It. Yes. <laughs> was it worth it for the memes? Then perhaps? Australia was on fire. Yeah, the entire country burned, and koalas are endangered. Which I feel like I haven't heard anything about. Well, they got a really good rainstorm, and yeah. it's kind of but that's how the news cycle goes. Yeah, yeah, everyone freaks out about it for a week or two, yeah. and then everyone forgets. With like unfortunately. their high and mighty like Instagram posts, and it's like right. yes, we all like want to raise attention, but then it's like on like meme pages, you'd see like Australia is burning, and you're laughing over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, stuff like that. Where and like, now, oh, and now those same people have already forgotten about it and moved on. Yeah. Um, and then what was coronavirus? Oh yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, the bubonic plague yeah. is back. So if you didn't die from the fire in Australia, you'll die from the new plague. You'll die from the plague. Um, and then on top of all of that, um, Kobe Bryant died. Kobe Bryant died in his daughter. In uh, you know, Horrific. just like what the hell? Yeah, and so awful. So those are the terrible things that have happened in January so far, and we have. Three days left. So so let's see what's who's up. chucking next. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't know. On that note, what's what is your what's your high and low been um, from the last week? I, I wasn't a basketball fan. You know, I never really followed yeah. him or anything. And so now that, you but know. it's still sad. Yeah. I, I think I, it's just particularly disturbing how many, like, parents and children – like died I think like that's like it's just so yeah. awful yeah and it's like I I get in this weird mode of like questioning the universe when things like this happen and so I've been in like this weird place where I keep watching a lot of like the Tyler Henry Hollywood medium show on E and I've been watching Long Island medium and like my low has you know I, I wasn't at i I don't follow basketball, but just the news of Kobe and just everyone dying. It's just been like, I don't know. It just really, I, I've been in a funk the past couple of days because I can't stop thinking about it. And it sounds so like self-serving of like, you know, communicating with people on the other side okay. and okay, the cool. existence of the afterlife and there's this cool one um her name's laura lynn jackson and she's like a well-known medium but she seems really cool and she wrote one book called um i forget what it's called i think it's the light between us um and so she kind of describes like the afterlife as like um like a really thin veil like as like thin as a sheet of paper where it's like you hold a sheet of paper in front of you like you it's still a barrier but you can still see through it and so that's how she describes like communication with um, people and then she has this really cool book it has a really pretty cover um, it's called signs and it's a bunch of stories of people who they've lost a loved one and looking through re- looking for reassurance of like something on the other side because I'm not I'm spiritual I don't like it, like we were raised catholic and I don't have you know I don't go to mass or anything but I definitely believe in like the existence of of god and something in an afterlife and so I try it when things like this happen and it's just so like disgustingly horrible. Like mm-hmm. I try and make sense of it by just like Google searching. Like if you look at my Google history from like Sunday night and like Monday night, it was it's like, a dark place. no, it, no, it was just like, it was like, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, why is, what happens to us when we die? Like, is there afterlife? Does our consciousness live on? And of course, all the hits on Google for the main page are like super crazy, like um, uh, like crazy Christian things. Of like, if you repent and you're not gay, then yes, there's an afterlife for you. So it's like, no, 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 I didn't mean this one. Um, 
but yeah, I've been like reading a bunch of books or been saving a bunch of books that um, I need you to check out from the library for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> Side note, this is an ongoing thing. Ellen owes $22. No, it's to... like 45 Is it that much? Yeah. Okay, so Ellen, still not like an incomparable sum. Ellen owes $42 to the Los Angeles library and refuses to further check out books. So now I check out her books yeah. for her. So I have a few ones about like, That's and cool. it's teaching you how to, it's called like signs, like the secret language of the universe. And it's teaching, and it's not teaching you, but it's, but it's talking about like, like, how to it's like the amazing things signs that their loved one has sent them be more aware in your everyday and like be more attentive to things that the universe is trying to tell you or show you or point out or put mm-hmm. in your path like like there was one story on there um about um a woman who her her mom died and then while she was on a trip in like Vietnam and for whatever reason um, at the time like when she found out her mom died like um, they went on a tour she had to keep going with the trip and mm-hmm. there was like a deck of cards like for whatever reason where they were walking one day in Vietnam there was a deck of cards that was like just like s- scattered on the ground she was like that's weird and then so she was kind of like looking at the cards and she saw one that was like a queen of heart and she had this thought she was like she's like you know if my mom was like a card like she'd be she would have been like the queen of hearts mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the trip she kept finding hearts queen and like particularly like queen of hearts cards everywhere mm-hmm. she went so they'd go on more things and like she found another deck of cards like splayed out on the ground and every card was face down except for the queen of hearts so long story short i i think stuff like that is really cool and interesting and unexplainable um you know it's like there's a quote that like like coincidences are god's way of saying hello or or, or something yeah. like that of like there's no such thing as coincidences like everything is like you know everything yeah. but in in the grand scheme of things like and I like to think of that so whenever I find a coincidence or something I, I I try and think a little bit more about it so that was definitely kind of my low and I guess and I guess my high in, in another way of kind of like you know seeing this tragedy across the news and just us being bombarded with every detail of it every day and then kind of using it to remind myself of um you know affirm my own faith because I don't you know it's mm-hmm. it's so easy to lose faith in anything when something like this happens and yeah it's like so self-serving because it really didn't affect me and I'm like oh yeah I really you know this thing really helped me to do this but you know kind of like pre-planned and you know not to say like I'm just kind of leaning into like oh like like these seem like good books things that you know would give me comfort when you know not to sound dark but like when it's like my time to experience a tragedy because I think we all will Mm -hmm. at some point in our life so Mm -hmm. so that's mine yeah okay what about you I guess for my low of the week I guess I've been feeling a little on the irritable Mm -hmm. side this week for I think for a little while now I I think like when things when I'm when I tend to be stressed, like that's how my stress tends to come out is through like irritability or um, just like a short temper. And mm-hmm. I think I've definitely like noticed that a lot more in myself over the last week, mm-hmm. particularly high sometimes and versus other because I'm really not like, well, I don't know, maybe other people would argue differently but I'm not like an angry no you're not no no not at all I think though that like when you're stressed or frustrated you for whatever reason that's more of a coping mechanism for you or like that's kind of where you turn to maybe as a way of like defensiveness I think it's I I maybe I think it's more of like a control thing I think where it's like I think it's it's just like it's something that tends to like obviously affect me then affects other people too when it happens so it's kind of like difficult to deal with and then I think on top of that like because it comes in phases like I know that it will dissipate mm-hmm. um with time as well I think the last time I felt this way was like in the in the summer mm-hmm. this year so it's been like six months you know lashing out in an attempt to like regain control or right. like something along those lines but yeah just kind of I guess trying to figure out like what's going on and why I feel that way and I'm not super sure and I think I go through phases with that where it's... Well, I mean, that's why you have a therapist. I yeah. think it's stuff like this when these things come up. Like, 
having an outside perspective, even though you are a therapist, like you needed someone else to help you take like a bird's eye view of the situation. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it, and, and, you know, yeah. Cause I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a depression kind of thing. Cause that definitely is how my depression like manifests. I don't feel super depressed right now, but I don't know. So I'm not really sure what's going on. I just definitely noticed like just feeling like mm-hmm. pretty irritable at times, um, you know, and, and wanting to like work on it, but then also feeling like frustrated when it like bubbles up and it's not like I don't have control over my anger, but sometimes it feels like I don't and it mm-hmm. just feels like pretty um, consuming in the moment. So yeah, so that's been kind of like, I guess you're like the guy from Inside Out. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, but, also, but I, I'm not saying anything. But yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, but at the same time too, though. Like, I mean, speaking of like my therapist, like something we've also been working on is like it's not a bad thing to be like angry and to be like yeah. you know passionate about things. And I think women in particular are like very shamed for that, oh, totally. like, emotion. And I definitely don't think I've felt, like, shame around it because I think I've always kind of embraced of, like, I'm fucking mad about this right now and, like, you're going to hear about it. Right. But acceptance, I guess, around it of, like, anger just being another emotion that we feel and it, yes, affecting other people and we want to, like, keep notice of it, but... But it's also not particularly, like, an emotion I just don't identify with. Huh. So I think... Sometimes it's hard for me to, like, I get what you're saying, but... But you don't. But I don't. It's, like, a good emotion to feel. Um, I disagree. I mean, when it's justified, yeah, but when, like, you're feeling it all the time, like, I... I think the difference well, is, like... Well, of course, if... I mean, same way I just you feel sad all the time. Well, oh, right, yeah. totally. But I just... I, I really, like, rarely ever, I feel, like, feel angry. That's just... We're, we're quick to temper, but I think I'm relatively like, eh, I've gotten better, but I used to be like very slow burn as far as like letting shit go. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious because like that's how I classically personify like my husband as like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like inside out. Like when I saw that movie, I like texted him a picture he like, hadn't seen yet, and I was like, this is you <laughs> to a T. Um, and I'm sure we'll like continue talking about more of this in the future, but like my husband and I are very, very similar in certain aspects. And I think that's one of them. You're is- both them. You're, you're both yeah, guys. which like <laughs> it's a lot about, yeah. like our marriage in this house, like at times, like we're both we're I, yeah, I would say like we both have a, a quick temper to a degree, him more than me, but that's obviously just me saying that. And then like we, I can put myself in your shoes to an extent. I put myself in your shoes, but they don't fit. Like yeah. I don't, I just don't experience that that feeling I'm <clears throat> but the, you know that's the difference between you and I it's not one's yeah. better than the other yeah, I experience yeah. a lot of other feelings well I think you ex- you you experience certain other feelings that I don't yes, to a yes. higher degree yes um yeah and they're not being like a negative or positive connotation to any of them like or they're all just feelings um but yeah I mean I think I had like I had a client once where she says she was like yeah I think I just like I'm always operating at like a low level of like <laughs> frustration she was like mm. it kind of like gets me going yeah. <laughs> I was like I didn't quite like uh, identify with that much but to a degree I was like yeah you know I kind of I think I feel that way too it's like it's times. like turning on the gas a little bit like you know the gas is always on beneath you and like a burner or something yeah a little, yeah I guess or like part of it honestly is like an ego like thing as well like I tend to like and I'm sure you will like immediately like agree but like I tend to feel like I'm right <laughs> a lot of the time yes. and so like it's I think sometimes it's like it, it it's like a I think sometimes like frustration can come from like I, I this sounds so dramatic but like you know like you're like oh my god like why can't everyone just like get it together but but like that's coming from very much like an ego state of mind for me of like that that you're the one that has it together and yeah exactly like wrong. I, yeah like I'm doing things right I'm I'm the fastest I you know all yeah. this kind of stuff and it's like why can't everyone just like catch the fuck up yeah. um which yeah like even as I'm saying it, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like so anyway <laughs> the inside out guy yeah he's, he's here like, in this room I'm like, scared of yeah. and what's wrong with that <laughs> um but yeah so that's how I that's kind of like I guess been like my mental state so not necessarily a bad thing but just like something that I've had to I found it in the grocery store the other day and I was so excited and it and very it much it lived up to my expectations I'm so glad a thousand percent so long story short if you find a cosmic crisp apple out there Buy like it. get it yeah <laughs> they are pricey it's like a dollar 20 an apple yeah but if you but if you if you love apples it's, it's a, worth it that's a great price a for you. investment 
So my high is like, I guess more on a, a lighter note. So like I, this is like a, a running joke in like my friend circle and like my family, but like, so I love apples. Like it's my favorite for, I don't, I'm not a fruit person either. Like I don't like grapes. I don't, I, I kind of like pineapple watermelon when it's warm outside, but that's about it. And but I love apples because they're crunchy and I'm a big crunchy person. And so yeah, you like that crunch. I love it. And so I eat apples a lot. And so I'm very, very picky about good ones and bad ones. And a couple months ago, I like, I sound like a psychopath, but I read this article about this (laughs) new, like genetically engineered apple. Um, that's like coming out of Chelan, Washington, Uh hot, hot and fresh. (laughs) Um, which our friend actually just moved to. She was like, yeah, it's the capital, capital of the world. I was like, oh my God, I have to go. <laughs> I need to go to that. Um, but so it's called the Cosmic Crisp Apple. And and it's a combination of Honeycrisp and some other apple that I can't remember, but I also hadn't heard of. Like I just wasn't even right, familiar yeah. with it. I was like, I don't know what this is. And it's, and they were like, it's going to be like the new like apple out there it's Mm -hmm. like you know engineered to be like the crispiest and tastiest and I found it in the grocery store the other day and I was so excited and it very much it lived up to my expectations I'm so glad a thousand percent so long story short if you find a cosmic crisp apple out there like get it yeah (laughs) they are pricey it's like a dollar 20 an apple yeah but if you but if you if you love apples it's It's worth it that's a great price for you investment (laughs) yeah Okay, so for our psychobabble topic of today, we're going to be talking about, since it's almost Valentine's Day, um, dating um, dating, and mental health, the cross-section yeah. of the two in terms of what mental health patterns um, have emerged, have emerged from the, like the mental health piece within all that and how dating affects us, how online dating yeah. affects us, how, um, how things have really changed, um, and everything in there. So we can just, um, dive right in. Cause there's a, there's a lot to talk about here. We wanted to kind of open with some of our experiences. So yeah. for you, Annie, since you're older, um, you missed the app dating trend. For sure. It was like, when I was the last time I was single, 2012, yeah. and like right towards the tail end before I met my husband, we there was like Tinder had just come out, right? And, and it, it was, was still like kind of in beta form where everyone was like, yeah. What is this? It was like, What is this? I remember I like, de- like, I, I very specifically remember I had a friend in grad school, she came back from a trip to like South Carolina and she we like went out to dinner and she was like she was like oh my god like there's this new app she was like it's so fun it's where you like date people and I was like what are you talking it was so like the concept was so foreign and I I remember I downloaded I remember I downloaded it I made a profile and I like freaked out because then like people would like were like I just thought like I would like 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 put it out in the netherworld and then like I would never hear back from people right. and it was like immediately like it oh, was like yeah. oh like hey like what are you up to like where and I was like what the fuck and I like downloaded or I like deleted it right away yeah. I got so like we because I was just, like what I don't know it was just so foreign at the well time. it is so immediate so immediate yeah. and I was like what is going on and um and it would like the whole idea just like freaked me out but that was like the only. Mm-hmm. piece I've had in it and obviously like I've had a lot of like friends um you know use apps like since then but you didn't meet you met Zach in real life yeah an IRL uh-huh. situation but it was and I like went on it and then I mean it's changed so much like around like I I don't know what I would do like I would when you were dating like no like if like let's say like I was single now like I feel like I would be really bad at like the whole like app culture. Like, yeah, I feel welcome like to I'm, my life. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like you're good at it, though. I mean, we'll we'll get into that. But oh, right. When you were dating, you met you met all your people in real life. You you and your girlfriends would, always. Yeah, you lived in San Diego. You would go out to bars. I remember the people that you were dating before Zach. You're like, oh, I met him at a bar. Oh, always, he's a yeah. friend of a friend. Yeah, who you know we yeah. met. It was very much like meet this person. Everyone was very like chatty and like you know in bars like like oh everyone was like looking to make a connection because they knew at that time that was like that's it what else else the apps didn't exist before then exactly it was I don't want to say it was like easy to meet people but I think compared to now it was so 
people easy. people were more like friendly and you know looking for a match looking around a bar scouring for yeah. someone cute like putting like that was happening there. much more than i think happens now a hundred percent at least in like some of like the bigger like young people cities yeah. in the u.s like san diego la new york mm-hmm. um, yeah things like that on the flip side i'm two years younger than annie but within those two years like all I've all I've ever known is app dating that's from when I started dating I I I didn't date at all in college um because I went through my eating disorder then and I just wasn't and I was just wasn't in a place that I wanted to date and I knew I wanted to get out of Arizona and move to LA so I just like just didn't want didn't waste my time so when I moved to LA even when I was here like I had my friends but that's when everyone was on apps. And so I went on it, but now it's changed, obviously. But Tinder was the big one. That mm-hmm. was really the only one that people were on. Bumble was not around. Um, For a while. Hinge existed, but Hinge at the time was like, they collected it through like your Facebook friends. So it was... Um, That's weird. Yeah, it was like, the it was, it was trying to match you with like degrees of separation from people that you're friends with on Facebook. So I went on Tinder. People, you know, I, I went on a... F- a few dates from it people were pretty willing to meet up I mean people have always been willing to meet up on on app dating yeah. um and then I met my boyfriend my ex-boyfriend um I met him just a few months after I moved to LA on tinder and we were together for four years so we broke up a year and a half ago it it works I I was you know I was honestly the only one of but I was one of the only people of my friends of which were also on the apps too who kind of had a successful experience Mm, um mm -hmm. but I think things have changed and I know a lot of people now who met people on apps so um that's kind of the difference between the two of us so you know I was off the apps for four years I went back on them um at the end of 2018 when um, my boyfriend and I broke up and then so it's 2020 now so I've been on apps for about a year. Yeah, like a year and change. Yeah. Um, and they are horrible now. <laughs> and I think that gets the next thing. They have changed so much. They are so bad. I don't know what happened. And I, I think that's like, that's what I hear from everyone. Like the consistent consensus is like, they're all awful. And I listen, this is only coming, at least for me, from like a heterosexual dating perspective. Yeah. So, you know, a straight female looking for, uh, straight male yeah you know so like maybe I, I I don't know what it's like for the LGBT community but from what we've researched and stuff like you know we'll get into a little bit about the culture there's some grinder and things there's yeah. consistent themes um and so I didn't so when I went back on the apps I stopped going on tinder because apparently now it's totally changed and it's literally just for quick sex mm-hmm. um which when I was on it at the time it really wasn't no. it was much more like date focused um so I did bumble for a little bit really didn't like it I do not like the format of bumble Mm -hmm. I think it looks like a mess I think the app layout is really ugly and um I don't always want to be the one to send the first message so but it's fine I know I have girlfriends who love it and you know fosters conversation the best because you have to answer three questions on your profile so you have to so there's three things for people to start a conversation from Mm -hmm. along with like hometown location of where you live um your job and then you can have captions on your photos and now they have you an an enhanced caption thing on your photos so I think it gives you the most to play with in terms of starting a conversation with someone um so I think that one was preferred but so I've always been on hinge I love the layout of hinge um I think it's really clean and I think it I still haven't had an, any luck on meeting someone from there. I think, it, and I'm and I'm over it now. They just came out with a. I've been waiting for them to do this, like a pause your profile mm-hmm. feature where you can pause it and your thing won't be shown to new people and you won't get like matches. Because I, I I've deleted it so many times. Everyone yeah. does it. Everyone deletes their app mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and then remakes it. Because I delete it, and then a month later, I'm like, no, oh, maybe I should get back <laughs> on it. And I have to make the whole profile again, and then I have to go through and say no to the same people again that yeah, come yeah. up. And then like, you know, I saw my ex boyfriend on there, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just like shitty. You know, it's, yeah. it's like a weird thing to like see your partner's profile of like pictures of him that you took, yeah. and vice versa. I'm sure he thought the same yeah. about my profile. It's just like a weird yucky thing so thank god for the pause your profile so now I can just pause it and leave it and I'm not active on it but it's I don't have to delete it and remake it if when the day comes I'm like fuck it yeah um so why are they all so bad now um 
there's a lot of them. Yeah, I we were just talking about this today and I was like, I feel like there's so many different options out there and people do tend to prefer like the one over the other, whether right. it's like yeah, the format like, yeah. thing, you know, like I like Hinge or I like Bumble. Bumble or and I, I like Tinder. Or- yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so I feel like it like dilutes the pool of – Oh yeah, because because I don't I don't find that a lot of people are on all of them. You can you yeah. may have a profile on all of them, but there's one that you're checking more than the other. Yeah. So you know, with Tinder, that's that was the first one. Everyone was on that, so mm-hmm. you had a better chance of finding someone normal and cool. Yes. Um, but now it's like dispersed. So like yeah. maybe like the cool person I would match with, he's on Bumble, and I'm like, shit, yeah. I don't go on that. I, yeah. I don't or like know. coffee meets bagel. Or yeah, or and, like and there's some J-Date other. Or yeah, like, there's some other know? like ancillary ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah like J Date and things like that. So I feel like that's like one thing, and then I think like, you know, obviously there's like conspiracy theories out there around, which I think have been like proven to a degree that right. they hook you in by like showing you basically like all the hot people like when you first make your profile and get on and you're like this app is great and then like as like time keeps going it's like the the (laughs) the real population of the app is oh it starts getting worse i mean hinge has a has a feature where it's like your most compatible um and it it'll match you i don't know what the formulation that they're using that matches you with who they think that you're most compatible with but mine are hilarious mine are like (laughs) um i like it was like you're most compatible with this guy and he's like i'm an upper level member of the um the knights of templar (laughs) i think i saved that and like i'm like really like really hinge you really think like we're gonna get along like you know and so it's I mean, yeah. And then, you know, another thing we talk about and shout out to one of our favorite relationship Instagram accounts that we follow, just favorite accounts in general. Um, she's, she's British. She's a BBC dating contributor. Um, she has her own podcast with dating. She's awesome. Um, her account, it's called La La La, Let Me Explain. Which um, I think you've kind of for sure experienced on a personal level of just like this weird and I think like from a mental health perspective perspective too like what does that do to you when let's like people are consistently putting in no effort I think anyone would feel disgruntled and like defeated after that which explains why so many like why does hinge have a pause option now because so many people get like fed up yeah with like fuck this shit basically. well i think honestly i think the pause option is more for when you started dating someone i, I think in their mind they, they thought mind, this is yeah. great you know people started dating someone but they don't want to delete the apps so we'll let them pause it so they can figure out this person but i mean i'm what i'm and i'm sure a bunch of other people are using for of like fuck this yeah like, like I'm, I'm sick of i'm this. out i'm done yeah i'm out but i know I, i'll be back in I know I'll be back, but I don't want to delete my profile. So, um, and then, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's a big piece. What you said with the disgruntled piece, I think that brings in a little bit of what we're talking about of like the mental health piece of all this. And she talks, she just goes in depth on so many of like the dating trends and everything. She's super smart. Um, But her explanation, and it's so true, it's um, maximum options mean minimal effort. Um, so particularly, I, I, I think on, on both ends, every, everyone, but f- for my example, from mm-hmm. like guys that I've matched with, I'm like, they have every option at their fingertips. So they put in zero effort into anything, even like mm-hmm. the dates and everything and moving forward because they know that they can always fall back on the app. And it's, and it's this idea of like, maybe there's something better out there. Yeah. And or like what am I like FOMO almost like what am I what am yeah I what missing? am I missing out on yeah. and and I think that of course that always existed but when you met someone when you only had the opportunity to date people that you met in real life it's hard it's hard it's hard to meet so people. when you find someone you're more willing to like date date them consistently make it work figure it out put rather in than effort. put in an effort that's yeah. it versus now it's like well the first date like it wasn't like as amazing as I thought it would be so I'm just gonna ghost her and then I've got like 10 other girls who just sent me like so I'll just like check that out yeah exactly so there's like no effort happening on kind of like a mental health take of like what is sort of going on and why perhaps it's more amplified through the current sort of dating atmosphere is that so like rejection is is like literally a physically painful thing and Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it being rejected stimulates the same part of the brain as physical pain. Yeah. So like talk more about that. Yeah. So when I read that and I was like, okay, so if I'm going to get rejected, 
I would so much rather have that happen like when I'm like at a coffee shop with a friend or like out at a bar with out at a bar yeah so like you know <laughs> hey and and I and I'm sure like you know and then so like but then you take that and you and you think about like this like weird rejection that you're getting around when you're alone alone and like you know on an app and like someone didn't respond to you or like being ghosted on an app or like the billions of other like little like acronyms out there right. now around right. that experience and 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 you're alone and you don't have a support system to fall back on it's not a communal experience yeah of well, approaching someone oh right right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think everyone now can relate to being ghosted yeah um, or being stood up because it is so much easier to do now and people who do that like they don't want to and deal with the confrontation of saying hey like I actually like you know, I don't think like, you know, we were a great fit. Thanks for, you know, thanks mm-hmm. for the drink, you know, nice to meet you. Thanks for spending like your Friday with me, but you know, whatever, like now people, they just don't respond and other, you know, genders and people would identify with this too of like, if I'm going to go shoot my shot, like I, and, and if it doesn't work out, which it doesn't, right? Like we've all been approached by someone and it's like, eh, no thanks. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you forget go back. about it. Yeah. Forget about it. And you go back and you know, your buddies or your girlfriend or like oh like you know fucking he's ugly anyway or like guys like yeah bro it's whatever like get the next one it's a numbers game so like you know and so it's there's something about that that I think is healing right to that experience of like the pain of rejection and so people not responding back to messages um especially after you had like a good conversation and then you say one thing this happened to me and then I and then I'll respond back with one thing and then I never hear back I'm like shit like was, was that weird? Or, was, yeah. yeah, was that something I said? Was it something, you know? And But honestly, like, I've gotten so much better about it. It kind of rolls off my back now. It, re- it, it really mm-hmm. does. Now it's just like, whatever. Like, you maybe met someone else and I didn't like the conversation. Like, I don't. It is an uppers game. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it's just what happens. Like, it's not good that I've gotten used to it, but I've gotten used to it. Like, um, gotten ghosted billions of times for sure um, after dates where I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, we didn't have that good of a time. And, you know, my self-esteem is at the point now where I'm just like, I'm not going to be the one to text. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be the one if I haven't heard from you in two days to then be like, oh, like, hey, Let me, like, how's it going? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You know, double text or anything like, no, like it's, yeah. With the rejection piece, I think it exists, you know, take a hint. Um, I've been stood up, you know, had dates planned and the person just never shows up. That's like good enough yeah. for them. And it, yeah. cause it's easier to do because no one yeah. likes confrontation. And so it's like, whatever, it's just become an acceptable thing to do. And, you know, never, never confirms it. Um, so that's fun. I think that one in particular is crazy too. Cause like five years ago being stood up was like unheard of, you know, it was just, right. it was like a, a, like a once in a lifetime kind yeah. of like, can you believe this happened to like my friend one time? But now I think it is so common. Oh, yeah. It's like such a common, there's been like articles written about it and it's no one really knows each other anymore. And right. so there's less like pressure to be nice right I think you know? oh yeah and yeah. it's again it's a confrontation piece like whatever came up they didn't think that you you deserved like a heads up so you know it's just that one like I ghosting it's like I get it whatever but like this this standing up piece like that's just rude oh it's as ridiculous. someone who's experienced it it's so freaking rude yeah and it's so just like inconsiderate and there has been or there have been a lot of studies that have linked lowered self-esteem to online dating along right. with increased depression too right interestingly grinder is consistently linked with the lowest self-worth and people just like not feeling the worst when using it yeah which you know we were kind of talking about well, why is that but you know there's a lot of pressure in the LGBT culture in general with dating, but particularly with, I think, yeah, and I think like just going back to the like mental health piece of like the self esteem and like how gay males too. There's such a big piece of it that's body focused, physical, yeah, physical yeah. body focused, and you know, eating disorders are um, like rampant, very rampant in the gay community, especially in a place like West Hollywood where. 
you know, it's like fitness and looking perfect and beautiful. Like a Greek god is like yeah. revered at all the gay bars in West Hollywood. And like, you know, every man in there was like beautiful. And so I, if I was a, you know, a gay guy, like I would feel so intimidated. Yeah. Like looking at these guys who are like freaking like Adonis. Yeah. When you talk about people feeling the worst when using it, it's like looking at these pictures of like, oh my God, I don't look like, like that. Like in comparison. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, another point that's like, just speaking to like the mental health piece of it as well as that. So we went to a talk recently about, you know, an Instagram, like when you pull down and it refreshes your feed. So that is a very intentional piece of the app because it stimulates the same part of your brain that is like excited, is it gets addicted to things. It's the same trigger that um is like with slot machines it's like when you pull a lever when you pull a lever because it's what like am I gonna get? what exactly what am i gonna get next and it's so easy to do and it's it is it's very addictive like been scientifically shown to be addictive and i think there's a lot of stuff around the swipe culture around that yeah, like how addicting that bet. is what am i gonna get next what's waiting for me who's gonna show up next it, it is very much like a lottery thing like you never know what, what profile you're gonna, you're gonna be showing next mm-hmm. you're like maybe Maybe it's the one, maybe it's right after this one. So yeah, I think that's super interesting. I think another thing that the addiction for online like app usage um, and internet culture in general, and the guy who was giving the talk, he had like a doctorate and he was really great. And he was saying how I think is very different as far as then and now kind of aspects with how did, you know, dating and, and love lives used to like, you know, blossom and what were the pressures then versus now? I think that you've kind of experienced this sort of like weird pressure of like creating this like perfect sort of profile. Yeah. And like how... Trying to fit your personality into three pictures and three questions is yeah. really hard. And you know... It's like I've I, I've made a bunch of different profiles just on like Hinge, you know, when I delete it and I have to remake it. And so it's interesting to see the difference that's occurred between, you know, like creating a profile like really basic with like pictures of me out with my friends and like, you know. I'm social. I'm social, answering questions with like things about TV shows or I, I don't know, like guys seem to just like, they, they just want the bare minimum of like something to talk about, which to me is just like, but it's like boring. It's like, it's so every, so the joke on like Hinge or any dating app is everyone only talks about the office. That's yeah. <laughs> all anyone ever talks about in the profile. Literally one out of every, I would say a solid 50% of every guy's profile mentions the office and it's not a personality trait and yeah. it's a show and we all get it. It's not something quirky. But, like, that's the type of thing that, like, guys respond to is, like, these pics of you being really social and everything. And so, like, you know, I remember when I kind of, like, and then just I definitely, like, got, I guess, more likes. But I didn't, you know, still never found someone who I was compatible with. You know, I'd say my profile now is, like, the most me because it's pictures of me um, that I like, not ones that I think guys will like. It's, like, things like, oh, I like this picture of myself. And my questions on it are like things that I'm actually interested in. Like, yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of forgot. But one of them is about like, not that I was actively doing that profile, but when I had more of those pictures on there, like, don't talk to me unless that's like one of their prompts that they have. So it's like, don't talk to me unless and mine's like, you're the hot priest from Fleabag. <laughs> like I love Fleabag, love like season two with the hot priest. And so like, you know, like, very few people get that. Yeah. And it's fine. You mm-hmm. know, or like I have something about like Anastasia and like the Romanovs and I get a lot of people because you can like comment back on people's like prompts. So I get a lot of like quote unquote likes from guys and they comment back and they're like, who's Anastasia? Oh my God, stop. Yeah, I get a lot. And so, or I did when I was active on it. And so that's like, it filters itself out. It's yeah, like, thank God. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then I've done like a total joke profile where I love True Detective, like the first season. And so I did this one profile. It was so funny. Where I did every picture. I manually like inserted Matthew McConaughey's character <laughs> as um, Russ and his ponytail <laughs> into every picture that I had. And then every prompt related to like, season one of true detective and then got very few likes but the people that actually liked that one were honestly people i would 
was probably more compatible with than anyone else because they yeah. thought it was hilarious and they got the joke. But so yeah, I've kind of like run the gamut of all different types of profiles. And so yeah, there's definitely a pressure of creating the perfect profile on there. And like, what are people going to like? And is this me? And or am I showing my real self or mm -hmm. showing what I think people like, like the office? It's like, mm -hmm. I, you know, um, and then I think there's something else that I've experienced a lot with people so talking with guys on the app beforehand and setting up a date so they get their expectations high and so in their mind I'm like this person we're definitely going to be compatible we're our texting chemistry is going to equal great real life chemistry and then you know the date is like fine but mm -hmm. it's not magical it's not fireworks it's just like it's fine but it's fine because in compared to what they built it up to. Right. And also, like, it's, like, I think, too, especially in that or situation, you know, a first date being fine is fine, you know, whereas, like... No, there's yeah. a pressure now that it has to be, like... That's ah! so weird Like, it me. has to be amazing. And then, like, the guys that I, I never hear back, I get ghosted the most by the guys who told me that they can't wait for the date, are so excited to meet me, um have never had such a good conversation um, th from an app before. And they're the ones who are most disappointed by me in real life because it's like, you know, it's like this manic pixie dream girl type of yeah. scenario where they've like built me up in their mind to yeah. be this bot on the other yeah. end that like affirms everything they say. Like, and, they, he -he -he -he. and, you know, when they meet me, I'm not, I'm, I'm just myself. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not this character that they imagined in their mind. Yeah. And so they're, of course, they're disappointed. Yeah, which is, Again, very, like, I think different, you know, the whole idea of, like, texting chemistry versus real-life chemistry is so interesting. And, and like, I just feel like, yeah, that, like, didn't exist. And, like, I'm I'm thinking of, like, when I was, like, dating people, it was, like, I, like, I have, like, I don't, I don't have texting chemistry with them. Like, that's just, like, so, like, that's very, like, not me. I'm, like, a very... I don't want to say like a bad texter but like I'll text you about like something like it's like hey are we eating at five you know what I mean like it's right, not, not like, like be like hey like, day, like hey like here's something really funny that happened to me like it's right. like I could not care less and no so, I yeah I'm the same but now with apps I or at least you know when I've been active on them like my perspective has changed so I'm more hopeful when I have like a really straightforward conversation with someone and it's not like quote unquote amazing I'm like oh cool we'll have great chemistry in real life yeah because I, I think that's how I just think that's how it works my, my thing now is like if you have like quote unquote bad texting chemistry you'll have good in-person chemistry that's interesting I wonder if like other people identify with that as well mm -hmm. I don't know I just it's it's easy to text back and forth and I don't know if like other girls aren't doing it, but a lot of times the guys that I match with, they're like, oh my God, I've never had such an amazing connection with someone before. Like, I can't wait to go on the date. Like, this is gonna be the best date ever. And they're like actively saying this beforehand. And to me, it's like a weird turnoff. I'm like, okay, like you don't know me. Yeah. Like, please, like, you know, but so they get their expectations high. And so in their mind, I'm like this person, we're definitely gonna be compatible. We're our texting chemistry is going to equal great real life chemistry and then you know the date is like fine but mm -hmm. it's not magical it's not fireworks it's just like it's fine but it's fine because in compared to what they built it up to right and also like it's like I think too especially in that or situation you know a first date being fine is fine you know whereas like no there's yeah. a pressure now that it has to be like that's ah! so weird like it me. has to be amazing and then like the guys that I, I never hear back. I get ghosted the most by the guys who told me that they can't wait for the date, are so excited to meet me, um, have never had such a good conversation um, th from an app before. And they're the ones who are most disappointed by me in real life because it's like, you know, it's like this manic pixie dream girl type of yeah. scenario where they've like built me up in their mind to be yeah. this bot on the other yeah. end that like affirms everything they say and you know when they meet me I'm not I'm, I'm just myself I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm not this character that they imagined in their mind yeah. and so they're of course they're disappointed so that's another interesting piece of it yeah which is again very like I think different you know the whole idea of like texting chemistry versus real life chemistry is yeah. so interesting and and like I just feel like yeah that like didn't exist and like I'm trying I'm thinking of like you know even 
when I was like dating people, it was like, I, like I have, like, I don't, I don't have texting chemistry with them. Like, that's just like, so, like, that's very like, not me. I'm like a very, I'm not, I don't want to say like a bad texter, but like, I'll text you about like something like, it's like, Hey, are we eating at five? You know what I mean? Like, it's right, not, not like, like care be like, Hey, like, like, Hey, like here's something really funny that happened to me. Like, it's right. like I could not care less. And no, so, I, yeah, I'm the same. But now with apps, I, or at least, you know, when I've been active on them, like my perspective has changed. So I'm more hopeful when I have like a really straightforward conversation with someone and it's not like quote unquote amazing. I'm like, Oh cool. We'll have great chemistry in real life. Yeah. Like, Cause I, I think that's how I just think that's how it works. My, my thing now is like, if you have like quote unquote bad texting chemistry, you'll have good in-person chemistry. That's interesting. Like, I wonder if like other people identify with that as well. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story with this whole conversation around dating and mental health is that, you know, I'm in there in the trenches with you guys. You know, I'm single too. I'm sometimes I go on apps, sometimes I don't. And don't let it affect how you think of yourself. I know it's hard, but try not to let it affect how you think of yourself and your self-esteem, even though it is directly correlated with that. If it's not fun anymore, don't do it. Yeah. And to be mindful that like yes if it does have inherently addictive qualities to it like we talked about that we can help like it just does affect our brain a certain type of way and if it is correlated to depression and lower self-esteem for pretty much everyone else out there then it should be used at a time in our lives when we feel that we can handle it we can Mm -hmm. handle um rejection we have a group of people that we can fall back on that feel secure and safe when we need to take breaks from it, take them. Because if you're not in a good headspace to deal with some of like the inherent these days byproducts of it, then um, it's not going to be super helpful for you. And too, I think that overall, this is kind of like the wild west out there. And like, it's a little Mm -hmm. crazy as far as like the drastic amount of changes of dating that have occurred over the last couple of years. And I think everything will balance and normalize out. Yeah, over time. And, you know, people will figure out like how to treat each other and like what's polite and what's not and all that kind of I mean, hopefully, but in the meantime, um, you know, protecting yourself and not feeling like you have to just do it because everyone else is doing it. Right, right. Yeah, hang in there and take it easy. So now on to my favorite topic of all time, baby names. Baby names. (laughs) Yes. And our other (laughs) shit portion today. Um, we so I think this was gen the genesis of this was from there's like a really weird experience that Elle and I had. Was it last week or this? Well, I had two experiences. So I my question is, is it rude to ask people when they're pregnant what what your baby name is? You know, everyone's like, oh, is it a boy or a girl? Everyone's like, oh, you know, either we don't know or it's a boy or a girl or whatever. But then so I I I know someone who's pregnant and I asked her, Oh, have you picked out a name yet? And she like really hesitated and she was like, no, I have my name and my husband has his, but you know, they're not the same and we haven't decided. And I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> it, like the way she phrased it, I felt like rude yeah. immediately where I was like, shit, was I not supposed to ask that? I don't know. Yeah. And then yeah, we had like another experience last week yeah. with, we went to a meeting and a woman there was pregnant. We didn't know her. We were just kind of like, you know, when you're like networking, you're in a big group of people and you know, someone asked, so she's obviously pregnant and everyone knew it. And so they were like, oh my gosh, like, is a boy or a girl? And she's like, it's a girl. And then someone's like, okay, like, what's the name? And then and she was like, she like just like didn't say anything. No, she literally paused and just it was stared so at the girl that asked a question and then with the, like this weird sly smile. Yeah, and then the girl who asked a question was like, Oh, like if if you're sharing and she was like, um, I or not she even said, no, she was like I I thought like she I was like you like good for you. She was like, Are we allowed to know the name? Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> she said, Are we allowed to know? And then the lady the pregnant lady goes, yeah, I can tell you. Like as if this is like golden droplet of information that we're all just like waiting like baby birds to be fed with. Like we right. were so weird. And it was like we're all like we're, it was people from like a professional standpoint. This yeah. wasn't like like I, I, I don't know like I I'm just I trying like, to make, I don't know. We're just you. trying to make conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't care. Like I literally yeah. don't even know your name. I'm not, never gonna I remember forgot your it already. Name. I forgot it already. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with my in-laws about this and they had said that they 
stopped telling people. But yeah, and so then that kind of prompted this question of like, is that rude? I don't know. Neither of us has have the answer. I feel I so a personal stance wise, like I feel like it's it's not rude. And I think what's actually rude is like when you when you when make a big deal out of it. It's like this like weird pretentious like we're not sharing that no, with we're other not people. Right now. It's like what? I think that's so. And then just say I don't know. You know, or like we haven't yeah. decided if, for, yet. if you're being weird about it, which that's your prerogative to be weird about it. But if you are just know that I will judge you. <laughs> well, no, but like you stop making people feel bad. It's like stop putting like you're being rude to other people by yeah. like making other people feel like they're being rude. Like it's yeah. so stupid. Just say if you if you're weird about it, say have a canned response yeah. of like, oh, we don't know. We haven't decided. Not just like staring at someone until they like sit there. And until they like, sit there and feel yeah. terrible. It's like, and it, it, and it also. It's so pretentious. It's, it's like, very pretentious. you yeah. and your baby name. Well, it's also, and it's like, I'm sorry. This like, this is not Brangelina's baby. Like, yeah. this is, you're not having a cover, a people a cover. Mag- yeah, of the know, reveal of re- everything. Yeah. It's on your Instagram and you're going to get 12 likes yeah, and everyone yeah. will move on with their day and no one's going to remember and nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, and I'm sure like, obviously like neither of us have been pregnant. So like, you know, maybe we would feel, I don't, I doubt it. No, but I like, will not feel <laughs> I, I, I already have my names picked out. I tell everyone, like yeah. I don't, it's, it's just, just like, it's, it's not, not the future king of England. It, well, yeah. And it just doesn't matter. It's a name. It's like, a name. I love the names that I picked out. And that's like a big part of like my life is like <laughs> searching for coming up with discovering new names. Been like, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else can have it. Exactly. It's like this weird like secrecy thing. So then I was like thinking about this more and it's actually interesting because this like my husband's name is Zach. Zach's like name when... Lana when she was, was still pregnant. pregnant with him because they had this like really weird experience of people being like, "Oh, I hate that name." Yeah, or that's, like, that's, "Oh, really?" That's You're actually gonna... shocking to me. That I know. Would say that. I mean, talk about rude. Yeah, and like, oh, we would never name our baby this, or like, oh, I hated like this, but you know, so I knew someone named you know William, and like, I hate them, and like to the and I was like looking, oh, I hate that name, and to the point where topic up online and it's very common for people to do that of like give like these very unsolicited rude opinions of like like in-laws or like family members hating a name so much a name so much that they would like buy a dog while like the mom is still pregnant and like name the dog like whatever baby name i would i would still i would still name the baby yeah i would be like Like, yeah seriously like great two williams running around great we have like a that'll be his best buddy is dog a dog with the same name yeah you know they're like shit (laughs) plan (laughs) files um and then you know gender reveal parties speaking of this whole baby culture like obviously those are huge now too some people have problems with it i i i just i i don't have a dogging fight i don't care honestly i enjoy watching the videos because i like cake and cupcakes <laughs> and i love watching them being cut and yeah. i don't know there's something fun about it for me there's something fun about it i guess that's when like it's like it. i think it, when it's like it's really your attitude towards it if it's like we're not you know, we're not sharing or like, this is something, which again is your prerogative to share. I mean, I guess that's like your prerogative, but I I don't know. I just think it's like, if you're going to be weird about it, know that you're being weird about it and just like have my whole thing is like, don't make people feel rude. Yeah. And for asking, a for asking question. a normal question. So if you're, if you really like want to be super secretive and not tell anyone, have a canned answer. Like I said, yeah. prepared for like either the, the gender of like, I don't know. It's a surprise. Even if you do know, like, yeah. I guess I'm like, there's no reason to be rude to someone when they didn't mean to be rude in the beginning yeah. to, to begin with. Like, I, I don't like people who make people feel like Bad. they've done something wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, gender reveal parties, I think that like really became a thing within the past like five years. I mean, Um, it was with social media. Yeah. Because no people could record it. I mean, I mean, I I literally and I think if you're doing anything like literally just to record it like that is stupid. But but you know, the, the best one ever. I don't, I don't think I'll, I don't know if I'll have it. I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't like. That is so not like our family's vibe or personalities. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. I'd have one. I like watching them because I just like it when they cut the cake and it's like, ah, because then I get into it. I'm like, oh, is it? <laughs> what um, is it? <laughs> but the best one is, it's like a, it's like a video on Instagram. It's like the mom and the, 
so like the daughter is pregnant and then she's holding a balloon and then they pop the balloon and it's empty and then the and then the grandma it's either her mom or her grandma is over on the side and she's like she's like oh, i'm sick of this shit and she takes off her wig oh yeah and it's like blue hair underneath it and it's amazing i mean that's the most iconic one that's of hilarious all time. it's so funny because it's yeah. so like it's just perfect. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, if you're going to do something like that, do that. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. that's amazing. That's so funny. Uh, that's just so funny. But so talking more about some baby names, um, we were looking at the top baby names for girls and boys. Um, the girls ones are like A names, like, or they're like vowel heavy. Yeah. Emma, Ava, Olivia, they all end in an awe sound. Isabella, Mia, Amelia, Sophia, which is so funny that those are really coming back in. Well, they're all very – when I was looking at stuff, I was like, oh, I wonder what the most popular baby names are now. They're all so traditional-ish, like, overall. Right, like, right. they're not weird. Right. Well, it's like what we're saying – because the ones that are kind of like outlawed now are like the Aidens. Brayden, Caden, yeah. Jaden, Aiden, Aiden, Faden. Yeah, whatever. All, any sort of Aiden. And it's funny how because those ones were weird. And so But it it's like it's like what happens is like it goes in cycles yeah. where like whatever was popular five years ago, there's so many kids named it that everyone hates it. those names. Like it's like when we were growing up, it was like Brittany, Ashley, Ashley Tiffany, Tiffany, Megan. Yeah. Like those were so done by the time like the 90s were over that everyone was like we hate those names now. right 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 and then for boys the most popular ones are liam noah logan james oliver more traditional too again super traditional yeah no no aiden brayden Jaden. none are on this list yeah, it's like benjamin, benjamin <laughs> like, lucas mason yeah. those are all pretty um standard most hated on the other hand is like we said, the Aidens, the Jaden, the Brayden. I've never met anyone named Brayden. I've never even heard that name. Yeah, because they're all five. I guess. You'll meet yeah, them soon. I'll meet them soon. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, they're on the up and up. Um, those are so for boys, those are like the least popular now, or the most hated, I should say, the ones that people have a reaction to. No offense if that's your name. It's my yeah. Fault. yeah. 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 You should be mad at your parents instead. Yeah. Um, for girls, it's the nicknames like McKenna, Mackenzie, Michaela. Everyone, I guess, has, like, a big reaction to those. And then, like, everyone's very over the weird spellings. And right. taking, a like, a name like Caitlin and then turning it into, like, K-A-Y-T-L-Y-N. Like, it's, like, stop it. Yeah, like, like mess. Yeah, or, like. Where it sounded, like, very, like, royal. Hmm, or, like, bl- like very blue blood. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, Nilicent. you're fancy. Exactly. Gertrude. It's just, like, so everyone's very over that and then like what I find also is hilarious is like super like ordinary quote-unquote names like everyone hates like everyone has a really big reaction to like Michael and like Matthew like everyone's like (laughs) hates those I was like what like but at the same time like you know Benjamin is on the it's just funny how how yeah certain ones like certain ones people are like vehemently against like no more Matthews you know what's so funny too though is when I was looking this up an interesting tidbit so like Right now, everyone is very much into, like, vowel-centered names, like the Ias, the Aiden, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it's very, like, soft-sounding versus, I guess, like, around the turn of the century – back when there were like names like Gertrude and stuff right where Mildred yes and so the reason those were so popular was because back then very like guttural like Germanic kind of sounding names and I can't think of it now but like you know names where that's very like gutturally like Germanic yeah I think Gertrude is like the perfect example of that and it was it sounded like (laughs) sounded so fancy and also Um, everyone in the turn of the century was named Fanny <laughs> we don't know why everyone has in their family history i would you literally have pay fanny. big money if no one has everyone has everyone's a fanny. got a fanny yeah. yeah maybe it's like shared fannies like maybe. everyone's got yeah everyone's got a fanny on either their mom or their dad's side yeah just a couple me. generations back yeah, yeah it was so that was like the aiden of the day it was like it's like this hot new name it's it like was fanny and mildred yeah. well because compared to gertrude fanny sounds pretty cool uh yeah no, that's true that's true so I love baby names Annie doesn't think about them I have a I literally could not get I have like a um 
a list in my phone that changes all the time. Yeah, it's like a MySpace top eight. Like who's yeah, in, oh, who's that's out. That's so true. That's, that's <laughs> so, such a great example. Yeah. And you announce it with like such like, okay. Like, so like we got I a have new a new name. <laughs> I have a new name. So my, see, I'm not weird. I'll share When my did name. you start this? Oh, when I was like in, I probably thought about it when I was in like junior high, but I definitely started it when I was in high school because my friends and I would talk about it all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We would talk about all of our baby names. That's and, so like, strange. Our favorite to ones. Uh, which ones were like, you know, and then, you know, we established like, okay, like my friend Jenna, like her favorite um, boy's name is Owen. And that one is like, okay, you know, and I know I, I, I would never name my child Owen. Like yeah. that would be like, you know. A, um, that would be like a crime. A sin. <laughs> yeah, I would, I wouldn't because I know that's her favorite name. Let me just pull up my list, friends. Oh, here it is. Do you remember some of the earlier ones that were? You know, I don't. Um, <laughs> some preseason players. <laughs> some preseason players. I don't remember. They're, they're long retired now. Boys' names, um, I like the name Rustin and call him Rusty. I just think it's really cute. Um, so I started like collecting my names and then, you know, they've changed a lot over the years. Some of them are really weird and then blah, blah, blah. So my, my top, um, my top girl's name right now, um, which will never change is India. I'm obsessed with it. I think That's a cool the name. Coolest name ever. Um, middle name will be Jane, which is our mom's name. So India Jane just has like the perfect flow to it. And I, mm -hmm. I literally like, there is no budging in my mind. Yeah. You, you cannot name. I, 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 what if I named my baby India Jane? That would be so mean. And what if I was first? What would you do? I would never. I would be. I would. I would be really, really pissed <laughs> at you because that's just a nasty thing to do. I would never. I think just think Rusty's a cute nickname. I love the name Rainer. Um, and, so weird. And so this gets into the weird names that my family hates because I tell my parents about these all the time, and like my dad is like they have visceral reactions. Oh, they're yeah. Like Bleh. my mom is like nicer. My my dad literally goes. Bleh. <laughs> That's when, I, when I told him Rainer. So I got it. It's embarrassing to tell you how I got it. So there's this terrible Bella Thorne show that was on Freeform called Famous in Love. And it's so good. It has two seasons. I think you can watch on Hulu. Um, it's freaking amazing. But like the boy in it, his name is Rainer. And I just think it's like a cool name. And like we're German. And it's like a very yeah. German name. But like Rainer. It's, it's a little like Nazi adjacent. <laughs> like a little it's a no, little it's not. Rudolphy. No, it's not. It's Rainer, and it's I think it's like cool sounding. And then like you know, be like, hey Rain, like can you go like grab the groceries or something? Like it has like a good nickname in the way that like India does. Like Indy, close the door. You know, it's like I I like thinking of ways to like shorten it. Um, and then now we get it. So Rainer, my family hates. Rusty, my family hates. Hates. Um, I love um, boy for Kit. So like. I've seen it where it's like the name's Christopher, but they shorten it to Kit. But I'm like, I just named Kit. Um, I like Kit for a girl. Oh, God, no. That's American. She's the worst American girl at all. Why would I name I my child that? I think it's kind of cute. No, it's fun for a boy. <laughs> um, so other ones that my family hates, Halcyon. Oh, God. It's like a British name. Mom even has a visceral reaction. Yeah, mom that hates one. that one. Yeah. yeah, Halcyon. I just think it sounds so cool. This is my dream name. You mentioned it. Mom didn't believe it because she was like, um, Fortuna. So... So I mentioned it. Yeah, I, th I, th I think you did because you call her Lucky. So oh. Fortuna, Lucky, or Luck in Spanish, and then you call her Lucky. I know this yeah. because in my old job, I worked um, on this Netflix show called Spirit Writing Free. It's like a kid's show. <laughs> um, it's great. And the girl, that's like the, the main girl's character. Her, her mom was Hispanic and it's Fortuna, but like they call her Lucky. And then a mom is like, that's the one mom hates the most. She hates Yeah, that I do one. not like that either. Um, I think Liberty is a cool name. Then I like I, it in theory. But then I'm scared of, like, people thinking I'm, like, a Trump I know, that's or exactly like, what I'm thinking. Like, a MAGA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, the same as, like, America Ferrero's cool, but, like, not everyone can pull off that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to judge You'd you. have to have a cool baby. <laughs> yeah, or I'd have to change your name later on. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, right, yeah, yeah, you're totally a Liberty now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those, those are mine. And Annie on the other hand just doesn't think about it I don't think about it at all I think I don't I don't feel the need to be creative with baby names like this way that some people are like oh I need my baby to have like a very unique name I don't feel that way and it's so funny because but I'm I, more like I want a baby I 
I think I don't. Th- I'm not saying that you want it to be like a Caitlyn with three wives. No, I'm just. I'm talking about like 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 uniqueness and that like oh like that's that's an interesting that's an interesting one of a yeah. kind name. I don't. I don't want it like nothing against people named Megan. I don't want. I a, I, I, I don't love that name. Sorry, yeah. but um, I think like when you've asked me before, I'm just like I'm not super. I, I, you know, I don't want her to be in a class with three other Megans and she has to be Megan P. I hear you with that. I don't, I don't think I want it like a super common kind of name. I think, uh, I think I've always liked the name. Again, it sounds boring. I've liked the name Meg for girl, like yeah. not Megan. I know. No, Meg's Meg. Cute. Yeah. A little like little women it's kind of thing. Woman. Actually, I'm, now I think about it, like a lot of, I like a lot of little, little women. I like the little women. I like Teddy for, I know it's douchey now. It's I think, so douchey. I know. So now it's douchey. But back when I first like heard the name, I was like, oh, Teddy. What about Lori? Um, uh, I'm Lawrence? Okay. You have to call him Lawrence. Yeah, it's that sounds a little pretentious to me. Yeah, like naming your kid Lawrence is a lot. Please don't name your kid Teddy. I won't because now it's douchey, but yeah. it used to be It used to be yeah, cute. Because when no one had the name, but now it's douchey. But other than that, like, I don't, I mean, I also know that, like, but I, I do, I think, tend to find myself, like, gravitating more, like, I guess, traditionally sort of names. I also, like, think it's, like, I've never, like, liked someone based on their name. Like, I've, you know what I mean? I've never been, like, oh, well, I don't like. Oh, of course not. You know, Jennifer, because there's 12 Jennifer. You know what I mean? So, no, like, of course not. But I think it's cool to, like, give your kid a cool name i guess i feel like i guess when the time comes like i'll just like pour over and you know a thousand baby names and like pick i the other but what a waste of your time then when you could have been thinking about it for 30 years yeah you're right what a waste of time yeah (laughs) (laughs) what a waste of time to do i wanted to to be like i've thought about those names would always also be in a book great but i didn't find them in a book i found them from my brain or from real life and i can be like i had your name i think like when i have kids my husband and I are going to like have a uh, World War Three over the names because World Zach, War Four, World War Three's Four, yeah, Three's already happened. It's in January, so World War Four over. Zach likes the ugliest names I've ever heard in my life. Like what he likes, Bruce. Like ki- like that's what you name a pit bull. Like we're not naming our kid Bruce. Like no, baby Brucey, ba- Bruce. And what else does he like? He likes um, he Jake. Which is fine, but it's after his dog. So. That can't happen. <laughs> so that's absolutely not going to happen. What else does he like? I can't remember, but just like other... I just... I... I We disagree. We consistent. I, I just know that we consistently... Yeah. Like, he'll be like, oh, wouldn't this, like, be a good name? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, right. over my dead body. Right. Do, um, you, do you think it's rude to ask people their baby name? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? What are some of your favorite names if you want to share? Do, do you, you think Halcyon is an ugly name? The answer is yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to get some hate about my my bad, my crazy baby name. So if you also agree with everyone in my life and my family that all of my baby names are terrible, let me know. <laughs> I would love to know. No, literally, no, no harm, no foul. Like, I've, like, conceptualized my future child already. Like, India Jane, she's cool. We go to Disneyland. Like, you know, all this stuff about her. And so it's, like, kind of cool that, you know, she kind of, like, already exists in my mind Mm -hmm. until I don't have any girls. And then, yeah. And then I end up naming my fifth boy India Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Do a Lawrence before (laughs) India Jane as a boy. Oh, the poor kid. So would love to know your guys' thoughts. When I think about it, and then when I have my baby, then I could be like, like India Jane, like already exists in my mind. Like, hmm. what if your husband doesn't like that name? Or your significant other? Literally doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't, A, you can't not like it. And then I'll convince you to like it. Okay, guys, that does it for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us five stars and let us know what you enjoyed about it. It helps so much. Follow us on Instagram at The Inner Gem. That's T-H-E-I-N-N-E-R-G-E-M. Feel free to DM us anytime with questions or suggestions. Um, And you can find us on our website at gemmed, G-E-M-M-E-D dot N-G-O. And just a quick disclaimer that yes, I am a therapist, but no, I'm not your therapist. So please take everything we said today with a grain of salt. And if you feel that you need help, reach out to an individualized professional. Thank you.